Hello everyone and welcome to Helix Players Games. My name is Richie and joining me this week is Mr. Rob. Hello. No Chris this week because if you haven't heard already, Chris has become a dad for the first time. So massive congratulations to Chris, Mrs. Chris and baby Chris, who is not actually called Chris. Congratulations. Congratulations all three of you. We love you all. I can't wait to meet her. So... We've got a great show lined up for you this week where we'll be discussing Starfield finally getting a release date, a Sherlock's home a Sherlock's a Sherlock Holmes game coming out, and Rob, do you like Oreos? All that and much much more in this week's X Pass. Before we get into it, make sure if you haven't already, like the video, subscribe to the channel or your podcast feed of choice with notifications turned on so you're kept in the loop with all of our great content here at Helix Players Games, such as Talking the PS, where me and Rob this week broke down all the PlayStation gaming news on the blue side of gaming. We also have the ClickerCast, which goes live for its covering um, HBO's The Last of Us. This week, 8pm GMT on Tuesday, we'll be covering the last episode in a detailed breakdown of the series. I don't know if this will be the last episode of the Clicker Cast. Me and Chris did talk off camera a bit, maybe doing an episode 10 to round up the full series, as it's just like a one last go. It's also because I think his OCD doesn't like it being stopping on nine episodes. <laughs> um, but we'll have to see what his time, times are like for him. Again, he literally has a newborn. Like At the time of recording today <laughs> so yeah. again Chris all the best for you and the family um, so we also have live streams every single usually every Thursday um, this week it was a Friday I think it might be Fridays for a bit I don't know yeah, we, need, we need to figure out timings and stuff I feel but like we might play a bit fast and loose with the schedule um, yeah we'll try get There'll definitely be a stream as long as one of us, at least one of us is available every week, probably either Thursday or Friday. We're kind of figuring things out a bit. Um, again, with Chris, massive change to his life. Um, Rob, you've typically not been available for work reasons on the Thursday, so that's why mm-hmm. we moved it to Friday, which I kind of worked quite well, but we'll, we'll see how we go. Just yeah. stay tuned. Subscribe. This is why you need to subscribe to the channels and our, yeah. our socials and stuff, so you know when this stuff happens, when changes happen to schedules and stuff. You all the description, all the links for all the descriptions and stuff you need is in the link below, including our Discord server. So, Rob, long-winded housekeeping section out of the way. What have you been playing? So, the big headline this week has been Wolong Fallen Dynasty, which Terrible I game. took to. <laughs> <laughs> just because you not. suck at it. <laughs> yeah. So for my kind of inaugural um, live stream as, a, as like the, the key player, um, which had a few technical issues, I'm not going to lie, but one issue I didn't have was kicking ass in Wall and Final Dynasty. After like kind of like half an hour warm-up, I'll give you that. But Wall and Final Dynasty is... The game that's finally converted me to soul style combat in in you know, in that kind of like banner, should you say. Um yeah. had a lot of fun with it. Um I feel like the the old kind of timing and reactions from my kind of esports UFC four days have been like super competitive and that has kind of fed through to, to my confidence a little bit. Um yeah, super game. I'm looking forward to kind of racing yeah. our community on who can finish the most bosses quickest. Well, uh, yeah. as it stands for us at Helix Players Games, we have a very clear ranking in terms of ability. You are the top of the pile in terms of ability and Warlong, followed by Chris, oh, who is... Oh, just Warlong, okay. Oh, yeah, just Warlong. Uh, we, I, I thought, oh, I, thought oh, I was just taking the title. Uh, other games are yet being... You, you currently hold the title till we next play another game. Do you hear that, Chris? Um, I own the title. 
I'm giving you this new new invention over this title. You are currently <laughs> the best video game among us until next week when we'll play something else. And I will go back to being routinely terrible at games. This is where you're going to insist we play racing games, isn't it? <laughs> so mm. just so you beat me. And can't no, just, just more we'll along. We'll, we'll yeah. do co-op. We can't because I'm at the bottom oh, of the yeah, pile because I you, can't, you can't beat, beat the, the first boss. boss. And yeah. I've officially kind of thrown in the towel emotionally. I really tried. I tried. I tried. I tried. Yeah. But if anyone wants honest, to watch back the um, the live stream, you'll see, you'll hear Richie kind of in the stream how frustrated he gets at some point. And there's this, <laughs> there's a part yeah. where he starts almost like accusing me of like lying to him about the features of, you, of the you final said, boss. You said in phase two, a uh, half elf, you just need to smash one button and it's done. It's it's the way you said it. It's like Rob, he's down to half health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I might have actually an alternative um, view of that same live stream because I recorded my footage at the same time. I ha- I need I don't know whether it's going to go live. If it goes live, it will be just a members only thing because it's kind of a wee bit of content because it's literally the same conversation that me and you have, Rob, in the like in the actual live stream. It's just with the gameplay switched out to my gameplay. So I yeah. think I might just push that as a members-only bit of content. It's like, you know what? He is me suffering for two hours fighting one boss. That'll so nice. it's like, Helix Heroes. if there was more content than literally just the same fight repeated for two hours, I might consider of actually polishing it up and pushing it as a, like a proper Let's Play. But it's just mm-hmm. like, nah. It's, just, it's, it's not really good content. But members, yeah, if you want to watch me suffer, you can have it. Um, so what have you been playing? Um, I've after that live stream, I need to chill out for a bit, so I just went back to Hogwarts Legacy, which <laughs> stepped out was so, was so much more relaxing. I could just you just went to grow, grow, back to growing some herbs. Yeah, grew just some herbs, made some, herbs some potions, with Chris and just yeah. annihilated some um, like ash winders. It was oh, kind yeah. of um, relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but from that, I've just been I've been learning to play the piano. As you can see behind oh, him, I have a piano maybe. now. I have bought a piano. Chris bought a child. Well, made a child. I bought a piano. Yeah. To be clear, Chris did not buy a child. Yeah, he didn't. Just, <laughs> for anybody who's on like a phone yeah. to somebody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Chris bought a child. I made a piano. No, it's the other way around. He, <laughs> he made a child. I bought a piano. The, the two aren't actually linked at all. I just, I've always wanted to learn and I finally just went sod it and bought one. Which is the um, way everybody should approach life. Yeah, so other than that, it, yeah, a bit of FIFA here and there, usually during the week. When mm-hmm. I've got like, I've only got half an hour to play a bit nice of FIFA. Nice pick up game. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of like, I buy FIFA every year and I'll probably put maybe about 80 hours a year into it. Mm-hmm. Spread out literally across 12 months. So that's why I don't really mind paying it for it every year because I will just keep, yeah, play a few games, put it down. Yeah, it's like a pound an hour entertainment, right? Yeah, yeah, it's easy. Um, but Rob, would you like to introduce us to the... The excellently exuberant excavated Xbox Expose, a.k.a. The News. The News. And as always, our news section is brought to you by our Helix Heroes, which you can join for as little as 99p. Gives you early access to our, some of our shows, such as Talking the PS and Custom Emojis in the chat and also Rob's Undying Love links are in the description for everything you need below so Rob how's it interesting the the kind of news jingle that we have for every show you've done both of them tonight which do you think is the hardest Uh, one Um, the Xbox one just from an experience perspective yeah but like I feel like the XXX yeah. type of like pronunciation like has a bit more weight and you can like from a performance perspective I feel like you can really expand on the um the delivery of of excellently exuberant in a way like you just can't with properly perused, properly perused. So. I mean I can, I can still do the super sexy special stadia story segment like <laughs> I've said this so many times that like over like for, over like the span of like what two and a half years I think that show ran for it's like I, I don't yeah. even have it up in front of me. I could just roll it off like, like that. It's just like, yeah. I, lo- I love how it feels like um, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen discussing yeah. the, the nuances of acting, where we're just talking about <laughs> we're talking. basic alliteration. 
Yeah. We're talking about the new section of a show, which is entirely a new section. <laughs> but, um, first story of the week, Starfield. We finally have a release date, Rob. But it's been delayed. Yeah. So, like, no. Bit disappointed, but it's Bethesda. Right. Yeah. I mean, the original release date was meant to be November the 11th, 2022. It's now delayed to September the 6th, 2023. So, an entire year out. So, what are your kind of feelings towards Starfield in general right now? Like, I'm a, I'm a big like, Bethesda Games fan, and, you know, I love Fallout, um, love Skyrim, and, you know, like, love most of the kind of the big franchises they put out of a, of a similar kind of open-world game. My opinion on, on, on Starfield is I'm really looking forward to it. It could be the birth of an entirely new franchise, but every single time this game gets delayed, the, the creaky engine it's built on gets a little bit older and everything, all kind of other titles and franchises move on a little bit. So I feel like the game's at risk of coming out feeling a bit dated and that's my biggest concern. Well, this is kind of my concern in general where I would describe myself as probably a lapsed Bethesda fan mm-hmm. because... I loved Morrowind, I loved Oblivion, I loved, Sky, loved Skyrim, Fallout New Vegas, played a lot of it, played a lot of Fallout 3. Fallout 4 didn't quite land for me, but I still put quite a lot of time in it. Think, I think I still put about 40 hours in for it, into mm-hmm. it. And then basically nothing since has really captured my interest. I played a bit of Deathloop yeah. when I first got my Xbox. It was one of the first games I jumped into on my Series S, actually. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but I only played it for one evening and just never had the edge to go back. And with open world games now, I'm kind of like, have I just moved on since like my heyday when it came to open world games, which was kind of around Skyrim? Have I just moved yeah. on as a gamer from these sort of games? Yes, and, and there's the, the risk that this, like, like this gets caught in that kind of yeah. collective shrug, if you want to call it that. But... Uh, I'll be honest, I've not really seen anything from Starfield that's what made me go, I need to play this. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it looks good, and it kind of... Doesn't, the yeah, genre, Like, the genre interests me, and I'll definitely play it. Um, well, obviously I will, because, you know, get past. if you didn't have the web Bethesda there, would it have captured your interest? Probably not, if I'm going to be honest. Um... I still have, despite all the issues I've had and what I feel is like a definite move away from, from quality and and things like that, like there's still a soft spot in my in my heart for them and I know, want to love I, I will still I, give it a try. I want to love this game. That's where I yeah. kinda of at. And yeah. the thing is though, it is on Game Pass day one. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, haven't got a reason to not try it so. Yeah. It's a Bethesda game, so Give it like six months until all like the major game breaking bugs have been fixed, and then it's probably the best time to play it. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it this is going to get played by me purely because of, of Game Pass at this point. I think. Yeah, I mean that's made it a definite player rather than uh, okay. I would have always been like keeping an eye on it. Right? I have been, but the fact that it is coming to Game Pass, I mean, I was keeping an eye on it before even having a Series S. Mm-hmm. So I was like. Now it's coming to Game Pass. Like, well, I'm definitely playing this game. I'm probably playing it the day of because I don't really have much reason to not, to be honest. Yeah. And as I said, like, there's, I, there's like no no loss in it, is there? Apart from a couple of hours and a big download, like we talked about in talking to PS, where things have yeah. a things have a dollar cost and they have a download cost now. Yeah, um, but the thing is, I don't think the download. If you're smart, the download cost isn't that bad. Although the Series S fills up quick mm-hmm. but you can download things you can send things to download from your phone which is what i do a lot so like i, I can manage what's stored in my series s from my phone so when things like my lunch break is like on oh starfield's come out tomorrow let's go through and delete some games that i haven't touched um, yeah i mean i actually the other day i deleted plague tale requiem i always intended to go back and play but i just it just didn't 
I don't know, I just didn't play it, and yeah. now I feel like I've, I've moved on, and I've got a, a list of games now in front of me, so it's like, I don't know when I'm going to come back to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was what, there was something I was like trying, it was it might have been Warlong, I went to download, and it's like, okay, I need to delete something. <laughs> yeah. Something needs to go, sorry, Plague Tale. I mean, I really enjoyed the first one. I just didn't get into the second one yet. It's more I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to break before I started the second one, and then it just never went back. Yeah, but. no, I got that. It's like the, it's how transient you can be with games. Now you've had like a massive library of stuff you in your head you don't have to pay for. Like yeah. I forget that I pay for Game Pass. Oh yeah, well I I got it as. Um, Xbox like all access, I think it was called. So I, I'm paying like for the console and two years Game Pass. It's now mm-hmm. just a, it's like a subscription fee that's just there that comes out my my bank every month. Yeah. And if I, honestly, in my mind, it feels like I'm paying that price for the console and I just get Game Pass. Yeah, which is a brilliant bit of marketing by by Microsoft. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. When Chris, when we, when we and Chris were talking about getting Xboxes, and so I was like, "There's no reason not to do it this way." It's yeah. like, because I think it's an interest-free as well over two years. Like, yeah, it just makes too much sense. Yeah, it's just, oh, it's just split the cost rather than uh, massive outlay. It means I can get it now. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on though um, to Redfall. So Redfall is getting crossplay. Now my thing with this is. I know it's kind of like it is still like in that situation where it is an announcement that a game's getting crossplay, but do you think this is now should just be the default? Yeah, I mean, there's lots. I don't feel like there's very many strong reasons for big developers not to implement crossplay. Fair enough, I can understand if you're like in a smaller team and it takes the additional effort to to implement it. That's that's fine, but for the vast majority of the bigger players. What's the downside? Yeah. Now, now we, we, have, we need to stress that this is technically an Xbox exclusive title, sort of. In the console space, it's Xbox exclusive, but it is available in the Epic Game Store and Steam for the PC versions, and they are um, cross-compatible with the Xbox console and the PC Game Pass version. So it's, to be honest, it's usually Sony who are kind of like going, no, we don't want cross-play. Yeah, true. But I think this is like really important when it comes to titles that are on Game Pass and also kind of like on other PC platforms as well, like outside of like the Microsoft yeah. ecosystem. Because like I saw when I was playing Chivalry Two, so I got into that game because it came out on Game Pass, and then I went through and I actually bought it on PC because I preferred to play it on there because like I can push the graphics harder and, and things like that. But that community got a really big injection because of Game Pass, um, which I don't think would have happened without it. So there's definitely that, an argument that says uh, a games community can be just turbocharged well, just by the inclusion on Game Pass. I think, for me, when it comes to crossplay, there's this argument where multiplayer-focused games need a critical mass of people playing them for them to be viable. Mm-hmm. And if you're yeah. fragmenting that audience by platform... You might have enough players to keep the game going for years to come, mm-hmm. but if they're not, if they're all in these little like silos, can't interact with each other, all these silos don't need to get also then need to get that critical mass. Mm-hmm. So if like you look that, at that, that, like was, that was always the issue playing Stadia, right? On like multiplayer games on Stadia, yeah, there like, just wasn't enough players. Yeah, and you were just like fighting bots or just sat in matchmaking lobbies for forever. Yeah, and. Well, that's it. It's like so. If you silo out these things, developers must look at it and go, "Crossplay is the best thing that's ever happened to us because we now don't need to get to this critical mass point in Xbox and then Switch and on PlayStation and on PC and mm-hmm. on other PC and on also different other PC." Yeah, like and I, it's now just going. You know what? Everyone's in the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I think as well the more games like make it standard the easier it becomes to implement for smaller developers as well because they're not carving a new path from a technological perspective like it's very well trodden paved it's got nice street lights it's just like this is how you do cross and the more kind of bigger developers are just treated as standard 
the the more it just helps gaming overall. There's there's no downside to it really. Yeah, I I think I'm starting to look forward to Redfall, but I still think for me it's just a it's a stream game. I'm looking forward to having it and doing like a live stream with you and Chris playing it. Mm-hmm. But I but don't it's, think it's, it's not uh, me sitting on my own and play a game. Yeah, it's it suffers from being in a crowded market now, if you want. But the reality is, though, for me as a gamer, is sitting down to play games on stream with you and Chris is a viable thing for me now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I don't so don't mean to be disparaging when I say, oh yeah, it's a stream game. It's like, well, that is actually part of how I play games nowadays. Yeah, and it has been for us like three yet three years. Like, so it's like, yeah, that's yeah. I will say that was a. That was an experience being like the like kind of like the, I guess the guy hosting the stream last night where, yeah. I I performed so much worse, which I assume is just like an acclimatization thing, to to get used to like managing all the different kind of screens you you do oh, whatever. But for anyone who hasn't streamed before, like at any given time you have the game up, you've got the chat up, you've got the keeping eye on the ca- cameras. Occasionally OBS just throws a wobble. Wobble, then yeah. you got you got Discord chat with me and like making sure the audio levels are balanced and like oh your camera app is no longer working. Like from that entire stream, I couldn't see Rob because for some reason no. his camera app just in Discord just decided to not like each other anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But um, I remember um, I went into like that warlong boss fight, which I got killed at. Like I gave up on last night, and I did yeah. it in two tries because my my attention was focused. So yeah, um, yeah, I will yeah. get. I'll become also, a stream gamer. You're also not just playing a game, you're performing. It is, yeah. It's not a performance as in we're acting, but you are on camera, you are enter- yeah. trying to entertain as well. Like you juiced up a little bit. Yeah. That's why, like, I was letting my just, like, frustrations boil over and it's just like, <laughs> just like, you know, it's content, just, for fuck's sake. Just let it go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sherlock Holmes, Rob. Sherlock Holmes The Awakened comes April the 11th. So this is a remake of a of a game that came out originally in 2007. And to us, this is the first time I've heard of it. So the crazy thing is, I think this is the, the same game I, I remember from, from playing. But at the time, I worked at a game station, which um, for anybody who's not listening in the UK is like a... It was like the second biggest kind of... Game stop tile style retailer um, mm. in the UK at the time, and I, I somehow got a free copy of this. So I remember playing this game a little bit, and you know what? It was okay. Like for obviously given the standard of a, of a kind of two thousand like seven slash two thousand eight game, like I kind of liked it. Um, so the fact that it's been remade definitely says something in terms of the quality and like kind of you know. You wouldn't yeah, remake I mean, a game like this for no reason, right? I mean, it's getting pitched at about thirty nine ninety nine, so yeah, I wouldn't expect this to be like, oh, like the remake of The Last of Us, for example. Oh no, no. But like, I mean, Sherlock Holmes. It's it's. A, I feel like it's an underused IP a bit in some ways. Honestly, I was expecting when like the Guy Ritchie movies came out, kind yeah. of way back whenever. I was expecting like a whole kind of like connected franchise to emerge from that because it was the same time he did um iron man which yeah, was like i think that was the problem mm, yeah maybe like because the the first two um sherlock holmes um films starring robert downey jr did ex- were excellent mm-hmm. the problem is i think iron man just took things to another level as like commitments so i'm kind of yeah. hoping that it gets now he's like not part of the mcu anymore that gets like he's got the time to go back to it yeah you have to imagine his price tag Significantly increased over those years as well. It depends, though, if he's if he was passionate about it. Like, I just can't afford. I just don't have the time. Nah, so, he'll, yeah, he'll yeah, you've... Right, anyway, he's like he's like an extra like he's an ex addict who kind of got his got his life back. And you must think, right? I'm this is it. I'm going for this like type of thing. So. But I don't know. He could have went the he could have went the other way and went. You know what? I've made I've made, I've done that with the MCU. I've basically made more money than I could ever know what to do with. And to fair, he probably would have had options to stay around with the MCU. Oh, if he went like, if he went back in tomorrow, they'd let him back in. 
yeah, the the work away, the work some sort of storyline in like yeah. all ten, especially with the multiverse saga currently going on. They don't even yeah, need to work that hard to just some like wedge him in. It's like okay, he's just from a different universe. There you go. Yeah, definitely. Um, so ho- I, I'm hoping this game comes out and is, and is good because I think I will pick it up. Um, I'm not sure if it's Game Pass title or not, or is it? Not to my by? knowledge. No. Um, but yeah, because yeah. I know like the Ukrainian developers who kind of um, are behind it have went through like a, a crowdfunding thing to to kind of get the resources they need to complete it. So yeah, I think I'll I think I'll I'll drop in and see what it's like because it'll be oh. one of the rare games I do purchase. Awesome. Let us know in the comments below if you are also going to drop drop in. But what I think we'll drop into next is Capcom did a spotlight. So Capcom Spotlight, it's kind of your Nintendo Direct for Capcom titles. Anything, I think, I mean, the main things that were shown were Street Fighter VI introduces a new colour commentator ahead of June's Xbox launch. Dino Shooter Exo Primal launches day one the Xbox Game Pass this July. I think that's probably the biggest bit of news for me, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a, a look at Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, which is arriving on Xbox in June the 30th. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak expansion makes its Xbox debut in April. And Resident Evil 4, well, actually, I say Exo Prime was the biggest news. Resident Evil 4 remake gets a free demo now. Yeah, which was the sneaky but, drop. I wasn't expecting yeah. that, to, to be honest. Um, we talk a bit about Resident Evil 4 on uh, talking to PS, so I'm, I'm not going go, gonna to go over old ground too much. But outside of that, for me, the, the, the big news... that happens tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um, the big news for me is um, Exo Primal. So this was a. I remember us watching a. I can't remember what event it was, but I remember us doing a live stream on new releases for, and this came up as a game. I kind of piqued my interest. It just seemed like a bit of kind of like a, a ridiculous um, Dino Crisis spiritual successor. Um, the fact that it's coming to. Game Pass on day one is fantastic. I didn't really expect that to happen. So it's a bit strange, really. I, I like a. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected it to be on Game Pass day one, but I'm happy it is. So it's one I'll be picking up and having yeah, so a, a quick going. Extra Prime. It's an upcoming third-person shooter developed by Capcom. It's it's a multiplayer action game in, in which. The the player must fight against massive hordes of dinosaurs and mutated prehistoric creatures. The game is scheduled for release on July the 14th, 2023, and it is coming to X-Pass. X-Pass? It's coming to Xbox Cloud Gaming. It's coming to Game Pass. It's, it's late, guys. We're recording this quite late. Go game it, Pass. Yeah. Um, it's coming to Game Game Pass Day 1. So, yeah, I'm, I think I kind of forgot about this game that was coming. Then... Until this, like, showcase. But Yeah, it, it looks like the rest of the news is a bit kind of, eh, like, ex- obviously excluding Resident Evil, which is... Like, if you're into probably... Street Fighter, things like Street Fighter news, uh, I always kind of think of, if you're into Street Fighter, you've probably already heard about it before this show. Mm-hmm. Like, that, is anybody still playing Monster Hunter? Probably, yeah. Probably tons of people. It's that kind of, I think it, these are sort of like cult following games where the people who are into them just buy the buy the game, stay involved in that game. Yeah. So this is the thing about Capcom. I find it very difficult to kind of gauge how much of like an like how much like kind of impact Capcom has on like the, the gaming market overall. I mean, obviously they have like their shoe fire hitters, like kind of all the Resident Evil remakes and a couple of other titles, but I mean, I put I put Monster Hunter in the show if I hit is because it does big numbers every time they bring out a game. Yeah, true, but it's very hard to kind of figure out where Capcom is as a company at the moment and kind of where they they want to go, I guess. Because you, you can't really compare, you can't really put them next to like kind of like the mega studios in terms of output. But then it's yeah. like. They're not. I, I you kind of want to, it's, it. I know what you mean. Like you kind of go well. Are they, they're not kind of regularly pitching up against like to the quality of things like Naughty Dog. But then the Resident Evil games the remakes kind of are in that kind of category. To be honest, in terms of oh, polish yeah. and how they play. And then you get other stuff 
that is just like way down in terms of it's just got such a, a broad spectrum it's just it almost feels like they just do anything they just yeah, do like, whatever the hell they like like exo primal like is is a weird title that kind of fits in that that category because it's like i'm not sure who they're making the game for i'm not sure kind of what existing audience is demanding a game like this or that type of thing um sometimes it feels like they just kind of throw some concepts out there and see what sticks and then yeah. inevitably jump back to the, the Resident Evil remakes. Yeah, I mean, there's actually an open beta test going on um, till the 19th of March, between 17th and 19th of March. So if you are interested in Exo Primal, you might want to check out the beta test. Just go to Capcom's website. Absolutely no chance in hell I have time to, no, to jump into like, <laughs> I've looked at stuff before, like, because there's, like, there's, like, websites and stuff you can use to get involved in more open betas and stuff. It's like, I just do not... I don't even have time to play the games I buy. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'd love to have the time to actually do stuff like that, but I just... That's kind of like, if I win the lottery, maybe this is something I'd do, like... Yeah. Sort of situation. Like, you know, when you need... Okay, I need something to fill up my days a bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely get that. But, Let's go move on now to another showcase, this time Paradox. So Paradox Interactive had a showcase, and they revealed a, a couple of titles. So we're getting the Lamplighters, the Lamplighters League reveal, which is coming to Xbox Game Pass. Crusader Kings 3, which we'll get into a bit, I'll let you talk about that, is getting a Tours and Tournament DLC. Surviving the Aftermath re- Rebirth DLC, and in my opinion, the biggest one of the lot um, when I'm thinking of Paradox, and that's City Skyline 2 is finally announced. Yeah, and from what I can tell, so based on the trailer, looks like it's a Game Pass title, which, that's big, right? Like, um, According to Pure Xbox, Pure Xbox have it listed as a game, an Xbox Game Pass title. Yeah, so we're talking, without doubt, the the biggest city simulator game, like the the next iteration of that game, which is going to be massive on PC. It's going to have like huge legs as a from a players from a content creators kind of jumping into it, um, all that kind of behind it, and it's on Xbox Game Pass day one, and ergo also. Um, Game Pass for PC as well. That's... Which is where I think we've talking before the show where we're both going to be playing it. Yeah, 100%. But like, yeah. this just goes to show how strong and how deep the kind of the Game Pass product is becoming. And yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't have expected to see a title like this kind of yeah, attached to is, Game Pass. It is actually confirmed as Game Pass. The Game Pass logo is on the trailer. Yeah. So... Um, so, Good yeah, play, I mean, Microsoft. I think games like, I mean, we, me and Chris did a, a couple of streams actually on City Skylines when it came to Stadia, and then Stadia died, and now I no longer have City Skylines. So this yeah. well, actually is on Game Pass, but this is like really good news for me because my thing with that game is I liked it a lot, but it was showing its age by the time I yeah. jumped into it. And what I want from City Skylines too is just that, is just City Skylines made now. Exactly, yeah. It doesn't need to be anything else other than the same kind of groundwork they've, yeah. they've done in the previous game, but just bring it, bring it up to date and, and I think everyone will be happy. This is one of them games as well where they brought out absolute. It's like Sims level of DLC. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they probably don't mind it coming to Game Pass because, well, if we bring it to Game Pass, everyone gets in, jumps in. It's a content creator's... Like, like you look at people like the Smith and Brit, loves a bit of City Skylines sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's so much like fun to be had in that sort of game for that sort of creator. It's kind of like got the Minecraftiness about it, where people just create these fantastic cityscapes and stuff. Yeah, and then they just keep bringing out new, more and more DLC, so they keep that income coming. So it being on Game Pass is like, yeah, get the more hands we can get it on, get in. Yeah. But, it gets just like into the hands of as many people as it can, and that, that's how games like that succeed. Um, yeah. Rob, talk to me about Crusader Kings. So, I'm a big Paradox fan. 
as a as a, like a studio. So um, you've heard me talk about Hearts of Iron before. Um, I've also dipped into the Victoria series, which is also kind of under the umbrella, um, which I didn't talk about at all, kind of just because the, the latest game is quite new. Um, Crusader Kings three is one I've put a probably about kind of thirty to forty hours in. Um, which for a Paradox game is, is next to nothing, by the way, so like, don't judge it on that. Um, it's very, very deep and kind of very nuanced as a game, um, and this is just like a, an extra shot of DLC to it. Um, don't really know the kind of details on what it's going to... the specific yeah. mechanics are going to be, but um, Tours and Tournaments sounds pretty interesting, fits into the narrative, and it'll probably make me jump back in for another kind of... I don't know, five to ten hours, which, yeah. yeah, it's interesting to me, and I am a fan of the the title. I don't think it's a, it's definitely not a casual game. It's a, it's a suck your life away type of. It, it's one of them games that you get into, you get into in a deep, big, a big deep way, like. Yeah, like, it. essentially, what you play as is like a, it's like an empire builder game, but instead of. It's much more focused on the politics and kind of like the the, mar- the marrying into power and kind of building your clan as opposed to just going into a field and just like stomping people to death to like bring them under your your rule. Um, yeah. And it, it goes down like the multi generational route. So if you're there's a trait called being a, like a giant. So if you're a giant and you meet and a giant and you have a child, like there's potential to make super a super giant. giant. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, <laughs> like. And it's that type of um, generational planning game, which I really like, but it's definitely not everyone's cup of tea. But yeah, reading from Pure Xbox, the pomp and pageantry of medieval tournaments are only part of the new adventures waiting for you in Crusader Kings 3, tours and tournaments. Travel across your realm to survey your vassals or bring a powerful region to heal as you make history altering history alterating decisions across dozens of new events in this expansion to paradox's award-winning medieval strategy game so it feels like the tournament bits where probably i imagine they're going to put things like jousting and that kind of sort of stuff in there is mm-hmm. only part of what you're getting from this dlc yeah the the tours thing sounds interesting as well so like a lot of the game is like it's as i said like keeping your vassals in line and kind of keeping them happy so they don't rebel on you so like you can build you it's less kind of building up your kingdom from your strength and more building it by pulling people into your influence. So the tours could add kind of an interesting dimension to that, I think. Yeah, um moving on to another thing that we got um coming to Game Pass is the Lamplighters League. So join Hairbrained Schemes in this first look at Lamplight. The Lamplight is League, an original pulp adventure set in an alternative 1930s that mixes real-time infiltration, turn-based tactical combat, and managing a growing team of misfits. The Lamplighters, Lamplighters League will launch for PC and Xbox Series X and S consoles in 2023. 20, Lamplight, so, Lamplighters League is so hard to say. <laughs> the Lamplighters League... I'm not sure about this one. Like I'm I do like my kind of turn based combat XCOM style yeah. games. Um It must be great being XCOM because you've pretty much got a genre named after you. Everyone just uses XCOM. Yeah, it's right. like XCOM. <laughs> like Yeah. And that, that that's like the 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 direction you take, right? Like yeah. it could it could be good, but I feel like a lot of other titles on Game Pass are gonna push this out of consideration for me. I'm not sure how you feel about it. Um, I've never really got into like an XCOM game. I've never really tried to get into one though, so I, I don't know. The fact it's on Game Pass, depending what when it comes out and what I'm playing at the time, what I'm like with my own time, might cons- might give it a go closer to the time. But I mean, we don't. We just know it's this year. We don't have the date, mm-hmm. and there's some big titles coming in the back end of the year. So that are probably going to be quite time-consuming. We've got things like on the PlayStation side, things like Spider-Man's expected, like this this year. What else have we got? I'm just blanking on everything. Well, Starfield, we've already talked about this, mm-hmm. like this show, and plenty, plenty of other stuff. Like, so yeah, I'm not sold on it, but because it is a Game Pass title, this might be the thing. It being Game Pass, it finds a home. 
yeah, just like a chill game. Not too kind of intense. Certainly no Wolong. Yeah. And the last thing that we got from um, Paradox's showcase is Surviving the Aftermath Rebirth DLC. There's no date on this. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know anything about this game. Neither do I. So, for the longest time, you you strive to survive the aftermath on planet Earth. Now, thanks to your knowledge, skills, and leadership, you can finally look forward to a new chapter for humankind. Rebirth is your mantra, your goal, the dream that will make you overcome all the new challenges for your survivors and all of humanity. The problem I'm having is that's a lot of words that I have no context for the meaning on so sorry surviving the aftermath um, let us know in the comments if you've played this game um, what the game is what's about because I actually just generally didn't have time unfortunately to do more research into it oh it's a city builder it's a city builder simulation strategy survival war game they're just the tags on steam <laughs> Yeah, it's not one for me. I'm too I'm too yeah. packed with titles. So, survive and thrive in a post-apocalyptic future. Resources are scarce, but opportunity calls. Build the ultimate disaster-proof colony. Protect your colonists and restore civilization to a devastated world. This might be kind of like City Skylines, but post-apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not going to make its way into my um, my player kind of rotation, unfortunately. But best yeah. of luck to it. Yeah, moving on, we're sticking with showcases now. We have got confirmation that we will be getting a Microsoft and Bethesda showcase this summer during E3, but not part of E3. That's, that seems like a bit of a stomp, doesn't it? Yeah. Like there's been a lot of whispers. Is he? There's a lot before pre-COVID. There was a lot of whispers as is E3 dead. Um, from like games press people being involved in it a long time, like as kind of like outsiders to that kind of bubble. It's like, what do you mean? Instead, there's like million, thousands of people going every time. It looks massive. I'd love to go. Mm-hmm. COVID's kind of changed. I think. Cha- I think it's probably maybe accelerated that. I like. Yeah. So, do you remember the movie um, "Me, Myself, and Irene" with Jim Carrey from like the early two yes. thousands? Yeah, there's a scene know. there. There's a scene where like there's a cow laying on the side of the road, which is seemingly being hit by a car, and he's like, "Oh, we need to put this out of its misery." And it just, no matter what he does, it just doesn't die. It feels like that's what E3 is is going through at the moment. Like, yeah, I think one thing that COVID has done is because couldn't do E3 in. Like people couldn't do a free in person, so that side of it went. So developers had to kind of, okay, we're not doing a stage show. How do we still like get people hyped up about our games? I mean, Nintendo already had the answer. Had the answer for a long time. Where Nintendo directs. Yeah. This is how we get people hyped for our games. We just we put on a mini showcase that sums up a handful of games. We can do lots of different stuff and. The, and that with them, and but we'll basically effectively produce a video that goes right. This is what you should be excited coming to our platform. PlayStation, Xbox do it, is doing it now. Then you've got like third party publishers are starting to produce their own stuff. And we've already talked about Paradox and Capcom doing mm. showcases this in this like show. Yeah, I feel like the format of the medium has just moved on from from a place where E3 can actually. Be. Yeah. Like I'd I'd love to see that peak, but this kind of sad limping it, version it, that is what it been, gone. It was kind of like I think with E three, it was one of them things you look forward to every year as just like a game and because like everyone was saving up all the big the big stuff for E three, so you knew there was gonna be hype moments throughout the week. It was mm-hmm. like it was like gaming Christmas condensed. Like every big publisher yeah. was going to be announcing some huge stuff going forward. So it's like practically every day is like, oh my god, you're doing that. Oh, what what you're doing with that? That looks awesome. But now that's kind of spread out more generally across the year. Yeah. But I mean, it does feel like Microsoft's kind of gone. Well, we are going to do something like that. We would have done at E3. 
but there's no reason for us to be involved in E3. Kind of just feels like a massive nail in the coffin. Yeah, and I think that with like, if you're trying to look like a big serious game developer, and all the other big serious game developers have left the like that format, you staying in it, it's kind of puts you out of the category of those people. So yeah, I think it's yeah. just right that people move on from it. Yeah, I think to be honest, it's probably ultimately financial because they have yeah. to pay a lot of money to be involved yeah. in E3, or and then they still have to produce the showcase, or yeah, like, we I'll, could not pay that yeah, money. It's like, do I just do a thing where like I don't have to pay as much? I can fully control everything about it because it's my own showcase. Like, and yeah. E3 doesn't have like the big audience it used to have. There's, there's really no upside for, for most publishers um, now. As it stands, the only um, big publisher I can find that's confirmed for E3 is Ubisoft. Yeah. Sorry, I was building up my sneeze while I was saying that. Like, yeah, so only one big publisher is confirmed, and I'm pretty sure uh, um, Xbox are out, PlayStation were out last year, I think Nintendo are also out. Yeah. So just, it's Just let it go. Yeah, it's kind of, but then, what happens then with like the the ESA? Because they are technically a non profit organization that does a lot of the certification of like, especially in America, of stuff. And E three is one of the things of how they make money in order Mm -hmm. to survive, so they can operate as a non profit. I guess the fees go up. (laughs) Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's, right? yeah. Maybe this is just like they need to find. It just might be just one of them natural things where they just now need to find a way to. Well, you need now to find a new way to generate revenue. It's transitioned their their kind of entire business away from, which which should have always been seen as a, as a bonus stream of income as opposed to their core business, right? Yeah. Anyway, moving on, a few more stories this week. Gollum. So Gollum, um, we've got a new trailer for it, and it's starting to look a bit more polished, actually. It looks good, right? I was I was pleasantly surprised when I saw this this drop. Yeah. It's a it's a game I've always struggled to to get hyped about. Like I loved a lot of the Rings franchise, like most people do. Um, but Gollum just felt like a little bit of a strange title that was supposed to be out a long time ago, which, again, I, I found it hard to put into a category for me. I mean, Chris brings this up every time we talk about Gollum, and this was one of the... I think this was actually the first next-gen title to be announced and now we're basically two years into the current console generation. Yeah. It's... I mean, as I said, it looks good, and but I don't think I'm going to be getting it. Like, No matter how good it looks, I think I'm just mentally checked out of the game, which is yeah. a shame. What about you? Um, I think I'm the same. It's like... I think there's something about the character of Gollum doesn't... I like Gollum as like an antagonist inter- that turns up occasionally. Mm-hmm. Him being the character I'm playing throughout, I'm not sure I care to be honest as much as I am a Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah, I, I don't. There's not. I haven't I haven't got that attachment to Gollum. Go, oh, I'd love to play a game as Gollum. Yeah, like I, I always got pissed ex- off when Gollum turned up in um, Shadow of War. Like, yeah. The, the follow Gollum around as he says annoying things kind of got got old real yeah. quick. So yeah, I, I'm not a particular fan of the character. I re- this is one another one of them games where I kind of really hope does well. I I can't. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I think this is one where if it was coming to Game Pass, I think I'd go. You know what? I'm going to give it a shot because I do like I do love the Lord of the Rings. It deserves a shot. Yeah, but I feel like obviously we've been we've been talking about this game for years yes. at this point. Like 
maybe it's just a case of kind of doing these types of podcasts and things like that, but I feel like I'm fatigued about a game before it came out. Yeah, I know what you mean. And the one thing with Gollum was um, it kept, it was rumoured to be coming to Stadia, so me and Chris were covering it earlier, and then there's been several times it's been delayed. So every time it comes up getting delayed, it's like, well, okay, we're going to talk about it again. This is probably the first time we've actually had something positive to say about it recently, and that it is starting to look quite quite a polished game. Yeah, which it, it fucking should be looking like a polished game <laughs> at this point, right? If this came out and looked buggy and glitchy, I'm like, I'd be like, yeah. I'd be flabbergasted. Like, how how has this happened? Yeah, but moving on now, um, Deceive Inc. We're getting is getting a full launch in March the twenty first. So Deceive Inc. So welcome to Deceive Inc., a private corporation with complete monopoly over the international espionage market. You can disguise yourself as anyone you meet in an instant, have access to state-of-the-art gadgets the rest of the world can only dream of, and possess skills that would make Hollywood super spies jealous. But you're not alone. Rival spies are after the same objective, and every single one of them is as as skilled, cunning, and well-equipped as you are. Blend in, grab the objective, and break out. In the end, only one spy can complete the mission and get the paycheck. Company policy. So, this title, I feel, could be like a massive hit with content creators and ergo become like a massive, massive game. I I think it works on the same mechanics as the Assassin's Creed multiplayer, right? Where you kind of like, the objective is to kind of hunt out the, the person in the crowd who's acting like a, a player as opposed to a like an NPC. Oh yeah, what was it? There was a game we played in Crater before where it was like everyone got transformed into like random objects and like there's one guy like exploring trying to find where oh, all um, the players prop hunt. Yeah, prop hunt, that's it. Yeah. It's kind of in the same vein where, where this is like, okay, he's the objective, chuck a load of players in and you need to now Need to get to the objective first and get and get out without getting yeah. caught by each other. Yeah, and it's like it the psychology like... is like you can't act too much like an NPC because you'll never get to the objective in time. But yeah. you can't act like a player because you'll just be immediately spotted and stabbed by all the or whatever by all the by card players in the server. Yeah, it feels like a game where there's just it's going to be a game that's like creates such epic moments like as you mentioned on like things on stream with content creators like mm-hmm. like them sort of reactionary moments oh so close kind of sort of stuff yeah i think a, I, a beta is not too far away if i'm not mistaken so this is definitely gonna be one i check out i, I love these types of like yeah. deception titles especially yeah. when you play as a group on stream well, the the beta is actually march the 10th to the 13th so we're recording this on March the 11th on Saturday so Rob you might want to get in tomorrow (laughs) because probably by the time this goes up it's the bit is done yeah okay I'll see if I can carve out some time tomorrow yeah but to be honest I think it looks awesome yeah it looks like and it's it's an interesting title it looks like it's been done well it has a a clear value in terms of entertainment yeah get me into this game on the 21st of March and to um, just round out the show I just want to go through some new games that are coming to Xbox this week Um, I'll just I'll do what I do when I come to this section occasionally I'll just go through the list and if there's any you want to pick out and talk about we can jump into so we have the Forest Cathedral Valheim which has come to Game Pass Vernal Edge The Wreck Anno 1800 Big Chick, Kung Fury Street Rage Ultimate Edition, Tricky Thief, Backbeat, Defend the Rook, My Little Prince, Peppa Pig World Adventures. One for this Christmas. is the one, Peppa Pig. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Peppa Pig. Go on, Rob. I was going to talk about. It. I was going to play. It. No, no, you, you call it. You need to talk about Peppa Pig now. That's the rules. Um, That's the rule. <laughs> Shall I put my Peppa Pig is a game about Peppa Pig going on world adventures. 
Probably play with in the, the rest bigger, of her. wider world of Peppa Pig and bring your family into the story. Make Peter in Italy, walk on the Hollywood Boulevard, climb the Eiffel Tower and more on your world tour. Create your own unique and dazzling family home and discover more characters, quests and fun than ever before. What, people, what, what you're not getting across there is this is actually like a very dark and gritty steampunk remake of Peppa Pig. I mean, so. the, the tags on Steam describe it as an adventure, casual, interactive fiction and exploration. No, that's fake news. Yeah, it's fake. And um, last one on the list was WWE 2K23. I, probably, I actually probably will check that out. Yeah. Because it's, it's free. It's just, you stopped me just before. I knew, like, I, knew, I could see WWE come up. I knew you'd be interested in it. It's like you stopped me on Peppa Pig. Well, you know, could add some flavour to the, the old... Yeah. The old soup. Mm, soup. <laughs> uh, we also have some um, games leaving Game Pass. All of these games will be leaving on the 15th of March. So we have F1 2020, which is part of EA Play, Goat Simulator, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Paradise Killer, Young Souls, Undertale, and Zero Escape, the non-Ari games. And we've also got the tiles from March's Game Pass revealed as well. Do you want to run through or should I? Uh, we can run through them. So there's Guilty Gear Strive, Dead Space 2, Dead Space 3, Valheim as I've already mentioned, Civilization 6. Hey, I have Civ 6 now. <laughs> this is what I was saying. I, I signed up great from Civ 5. <laughs> and Nino Kuni 2. Um, I did try actually... I did try to play Nino Kuni one before. Well, like I think it was like last year into the year before, I went through a massive JRPG binge, like okay. going into loads of like long running franchises I'd never played before. Nino Kuni is one I jumped into. It just didn't quite hit for me. It's it seemed like a really good game for someone who is a massive Disney fan. Okay. I, and I don't mean like I mean like traditional Disney. It's like fairy tale kind of gotcha, stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's which is me. like uh, yeah, it's like absolutely cool game. Just didn't wasn't what I was looking for. Um, Valheim's a massive like is massive title. Um, massive club following on PC. Civ Six is Civ Six. I'm very excited to play that. Lots of Dead Space. Like this yep. is pretty good actually. This it's is, a good this, list, right? Yeah. Like, the more games I've said, like, actually, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good. Guilty Gear Strive. I don't Never know heard of that myself. That yeah. Um, let's have a look, see if we can find some info on Guilty Gear Strive. I love Steam. Steam's a very useful place to go to. So Guilty Gear Strive is the cutting-edge 2D, 3D hybrid graphics pioneered in Guilty Gear series has been raised to the next level. It, it's a fighting game. It's a, two, it's, a two, it's a 2D, 3D anime fighting game. Um, very positive reviews on Steam. So if you're into fighting anime fighting games, give it a go. Give it a try. Yeah, there's no reason not to. And and last story, just to round up the show. Rob, do you like Oreos? I do like Oreos. Why do you ask? Would you like an Oreo Xbox Series S? No, but I appreciate it being. I appreciate the option to say no. So, looking at the pictures of this, I, I, I encourage anyone listening to this line to just search for this and look at look at the images of your own. It looks like they've just took a Series S and just put, like, an Oreo around it. It's just, like, literally, it's just, like, a case around the, the Series S. It still looks better than the PlayStation 5. Looks delicious. Yeah. <laughs> The controller doesn't actually look too bad because the controller's like it's a black controller with just like white milk splashes on like the handles and like white accents. It looks all right actually, but yeah. You're gonna buy one? No. <laughs> <laughs> like these aren't to. Be, let's be fair. These aren't for people to buy. These are just things that Microsoft seem to do because I don't know. <laughs> It's PR benefit, right? It, 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 it's PR, yeah. It, like Microsoft's doing crazy stuff. They seem to have a run of stuff. I mean, this is probably better than a controller hoodie. Because yeah. at least you could argue this is ornamental. And it looks like it's designed so it won't impact your cooling. 
of your, <laughs> your console. Good, good to know. Yeah. But I think that's all we have time for this week. If you've liked the video, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe to the channel and consider becoming a member for as little as 99p. Make sure your notifications are switched on on the YouTube channel and in your podcast feed of choice. We also have a Discord server where you can tell Rob how much better you are at their name at Warlong Fallen Dynasty and why he should commit to playing Peppa Pig World Adventures when it drops on Xbox. Thank you very much for watching. My name's been Richie. And I've been Rob. See you later. Goodbye. Bye-bye.